You remember when all those things would happen where the people were like, I'm going to go look for Spongebob and would jump off boats and stuff? Y'all remember that? No. Well, that I, like I think thing. I do remember like, that. It was like on the news all the time. Yeah. Like, people were jumping off like, oh, I'm going to find Spongebob. And they're like, y'all should cancel Spongebob because kids yeah. are going to go in the ocean looking for these. Yeah. It was kids Yikes. doing it. Yeah. Yikes. Would you be one of those parents that like doesn't let their kid watch Spongebob? No, I mean, because I would watch Spongebob with them. Yeah, that's how my dad was. My mom. Was I feel like, was like most of the people that grew up with parents that didn't let them watch Spongebob, like, I just, I don't like them. I don't know. They just throw me off. It's not good vibes. It's just, it's just... I didn't like Spongebob, though. I watched it because my... <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because my brothers watched little... it. But... <laughs> I didn't like Spongebob like that. Not we always been grown. <laughs> I have been grown. She's like, what y'all jumping off that boat for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ain't no sponges in I was I was watching Spongebob like, this don't make no sense. Yo, me and my husband were just talking about the fact that Moyo has always been an adult. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, in college, she would just be watching Disney Channel like crazy. Meanwhile, I'm over here watching anime and like Nickelodeon. She's like, ugh. but also disney channel because i didn't have disney channel from jump so i didn't get to watch disney channel like really really young so i was watching like degrassi late Mm -hmm. and stuff like that late that's crazy that's what and and that was the other thing like all these kids know drake is like regular drake like drake the rapper not drake from degrassi right like (laughs) whole jimmy like it's a podcast it's a video and more okay Welcome to another episode of We Grown. Question, Question mark? mark. I'm your host, Sean. Jess is over there this time. Moyo. And we got a special guest for you again. This is Javi Vera. Right. Bow, 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 bow. Turn up, uh, turn up. We'll let, whoop, him, uh, we'll let him introduce himself in a few minutes. But uh, we always got to start the same way as usual. Mm-hmm. First things first. What had you feeling grown? That's it. Yeah. Um... I had to deal with a noise complaint by my neighbors yesterday. Um, but, like, they confronted me, like, instead of my parents. <laughs> he was like, not the right? child. Why? What happened? Because we were rehearsing, right? And we were, but it was like, they were being petty because we had to call the cops on them two nights before because they were arguing at two in the morning. Mm. Oh, but God. they were trying to be petty and claim that my music was too loud, even though it wasn't quiet hours. Um, and they threatened to call the cops if, Somebody called the cops on them again. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did that work? Like, I was you like, want to call the cops on me? So I'm going to call the I'm cops I'm like, on do you. it. Like, I mean, what are they going to say? Honestly, like, it's a whole different, like, you know, you were arguing at two in the morning when people were trying to sleep. I'm playing music and it's not even quiet hours yet. Like, it was, you know, it was just annoying. But, uh. How did you whatever. deal with it? How did I deal with it? Um. I think I just did my best to ignore. It's like. It's like the type of argument where you know, no matter how wrong the person is, they're just going to raise yeah. their voice. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, there's no point in, you know, doing this. So I'm going to just do my best to keep ignoring, um, you know, and then if anything, the cops is going to deal with it because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Caught a popo. Caught a popo, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then they come and be like, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, why are yeah. you doing this? So that, that sucks. Especially because, you know, I mean, you're a musician. You got to practice your music. Yeah. 
that's you know that's that's what I was thinking in my head. Like, this is like sort of my career. Mm-hmm. Y- you guys don't get paid to argue at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Not at two in the morning anyway. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, it's the worst. It's it's worse for me because I hear it the most. Because like my bathroom, like I don't think it was like when they made the house. It was like it's an old house. I don't think it was like soundproofed enough, and there's like a hole. So you can, like, I can hear everything. Mm. And it goes straight into my room while I'm trying to sleep. Mm. So it's annoying. That is annoying. That's mm. when you got to be banging on people's door. Like, Shut up! <laughs> nah, but they're the type, like, if you bang, they bank back. Oh. And oh, they start no, yelling. I'm like. You got them kind of neighbors. <laughs> like, the ones not to play with. <laughs> well, never mind. Then. Don't do that. <laughs> Call the popo. Mm-hmm. I let my mom deal with that, really. I'm like, you know. Yeah, nah, you grown now. Yeah, you gotta help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the man of the house. Right, right. <laughs> you're supposed to puff your chest out. And... Yeah. <laughs> man. Excuse me. What's going on here? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I like my man, my man impersonation. <clears throat> we gonna work on it. We gonna work on, gonna work on it. it. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you. Anybody else got a, what had you feeling, grown? I have one. <laughs> uh, I know we we are old, and I haven't had a my body <laughs> my body one yet until this week because I was working and I had my computer set up, and I used to have it set up where the one screen was really high, so I could look and watch TV at the same time, and then I had another screen that was low, so it was like low screen TV high screen so I can multitask and I'm working I'm actually like working working (laughs) going back and forth looking at this screen looking at that screen then my neck decided that this was enough (laughs) my neck neck was like girl stop looking (laughs) stop looking different places (laughs) and so I had this crick in my neck for basically the rest of that day it's still in my neck (laughs) it's still a crick in my neck so when my husband I text my husband like bro like my neck my neck is broke <laughs> he was like well use the little massage gun because you know we oh we not got the massage, massage guns <laughs> the massage gun on the neck well so i get the massage gun and i'm trying to work it out it wasn't doing anything so he gets home and he's like you used the wrong attachment let me try so he starts going at my neck with this massage gun and then he's like actually let me use my hand so he starts just trying to work out this kink in my neck why when i woke up the next day this was swollen <laughs> I was like, is this what old people go through? Because this is a lot. (laughs) So I was just like, okay, we'll just leave it alone. I think I put some uh, like muscle relaxer on it. You put the Bengay? No, like he has prescription (laughs) strength muscle relaxer. So I used my husband's prescription. And yeah, I'm still struggling. I'm like, dang, I keep having to look over here. So if y'all see me not looking too much, that's why. She got the old school Batman going. (laughs) I don't move my whole body. I'm trying to still look young and vibrant, but yeah, my neck. (laughs) Damn. I'm just, I'm just still on the thought of you smelling like Bengay walking around. Like, oh, somebody old coming. (laughs) Oh, it's just like, dang, God. Thankfully, I've been working from home since it happened. I mean, it's fine. Somebody in the office, like, what's that smell? Yo, I hate when somebody old walk by at work and they smell like Bengay. I just be like, "Yo, y'all could have like wiped it off a little bit or something." That stuff is like Vicks. You can't wipe it off. <laughs> That's true. It smells worse than icy hot. It's like the same thing. It's the same. 
Because I know that it smells strong. Like, yeah, it's the same yes, thing. It's, it's yeah. strong. Jonas, it is what it is. I mean, we're supposed to be grown now to be using like biofreeze anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's just for the real old people. The hip say, old my people. Daddy oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to use My daddy uses biofreeze. <laughs> does he? Yes, he does. Yeah, because he's hip. Oh, well. mm. what do people say now? That's not hip. We use hip. Thank you. But not like. Don't come on here validating, Sean. It's not like. I don't think it's as often as it used to be. You know what I mean? Whatever. Because I use it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so hip. Whatever. (laughs) Right. Like, that's how it be. So, Javi worked for me. I mean, dang. I feel like this seems weird because it feels like I've had multiple people on here that work for me for a period of time. But it's not like that. Javi is a, you know, Javi is Javi. He's a musician. He's a little IT guy. He be trying to he be trying to do big things. So trying, <laughs> trying. Keyword. <laughs> he does big things. So we're just gonna give you a little blurb, a little quick, uh, some numbers on Javi, where he's at in his life, and his music career. Okay, so he has one point two million streams. Over one point two million streams. Okay. He has over seventy k monthly listeners, which is crazy because I don't. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Um, I'm just shy of forty thousand on Instagram, but you know, by the time this comes out, oh no, it's past it. It's at forty eight point five now. Come Come on, Sean, you're giving us wrong stats. The monthly one I looked today, and it was like seventy seven k. Mm. Yeah, it'd be going up. I mean, but, but it fluctuates, you know. But yeah. who's counting? <laughs> I mean, count it, count it. So he's at almost fifty thousand on Instagram. Let's call it sixty, just to be safe. Just to be well. safe. Right. By, by the time, time, it, by comes the time out, it comes out, by the time it's come out, exactly. Right. Um, thir- over thirteen thousand on Spotify followers on Spotify. I think it just hit fourteen thousand. It might be hitting fifteen thousand. So okay, so let's say twenty thousand. <laughs> like, let's Man. double it. Twenty thousand. Hi, people. Run we it got you. Twenty thousand. Run it. You know, twenty twenty. Um, latest release boxed up. Yeah, that's yeah. still accurate. Okay, okay. I liked it. Okay. Um, most popular song right now is "Good Luck." Yes, that one's doing me, doing me favors for real. That's good. Um. Then we have Still Talking and She Said No, which I actually heard a little. She said no? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jess was telling me a little bit about that because, again, well, actually, no, we haven't said it on here. But we have we all listened before you came on. Oh, my And we were just like, are we, are we too old to understand what he's saying? <laughs> because I don't understand what this man is saying. So we had to pull up lyrics. And Jess, you had a little thing about the She Said No song. It. You I liked, liked it? I liked it. And then I was like, oh, wait, he talking about his mama. <laughs> <laughs> and it made it, it, it made it all the more funny to me. I, I really did enjoy it, though. I it really was did. more of a joke. It, I'm, I'm like, this must be for, like, high schoolers. Because if I was in high school, I'd be bumping this song, like, crazy, personally. <laughs> it, it was a joke. Cause this is actually, like, I made that song before I even started releasing music. Like, it was a demo for a while mm-hmm. but cool. i i snippeted it like i showed people like uh, i leaked it a little and they were like javi like releases please 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 and it's just been months months and i was like okay whatever i'm gonna just do it and then i i released it but to me it 
is like my least favorite song, which is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because people like it. It's yeah. in my top five in my discography, but yeah. I like. Oh, wow. It's catchy. It's, it's, it's catchy. growing on me. I think yeah. with time, I end up liking my songs more. So it's like, I think I'll be fine with it in time. Yeah. And before we started recording, we were talking, well, you and Jess were talking about like why you don't have your voice as the prominent thing. Cause we were like, turn the music down and turn the voice up, please. Yeah. I will be the first, like, Javi releases a song. I'd be the one. I'd be right there listening. I'd be driving to work listening. I'd be like, oh, thank you. Never mind. <laughs> I'd be like, wait till I get to work. And I'd be like, Javi, listen to this new song. Okay. I'm feeling it. However, I would like to know <laughs> what what did you say this time? Like it was like I really just be wanting to I'd be wanting to to relate and be there with you. Like yeah. yes, yeah. like let's get them. Yeah, I feel like that's what makes us feel old because we're like I like it, <laughs> but I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> I know what that baby's saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do like like when you see the lyrics, you're like okay, this really yeah. makes sense. But I do understand like the musicality of it and like what i was mentioning to them before you got here was like for me a person that likes like old school music i'm like this is very like funk like forward like it has yeah. a lot of like funk influences which is what i love i yeah. always enjoy funk so i'm like this is maybe why i like it so much <laughs> people have like different names for it because i don't i don't want to box myself yeah up. yeah i, I get, get it pun but <laughs> box that um in like a genre because i just feel like that kind of limits me and i don't want to be known for just this thing or Mm -hmm. or that like i just want my name to be like its own thing with its own music um but people will call it indie funk i've heard funk pop or pop funk yeah yeah um which to me makes sense but it really does sound like a progressive like funk uh type of thing and i you know i i love funk so yes um but a lot of people will say it sounds like stuff from like video game music or uh or like you know mobile games and stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of subway surfers but i think i don't want to have like a, a limit on it yeah because there's there's so many there's there's way more than just funk that i'm into like yeah like boxed up was really inspired by the spanish rock that my parents showed me when i was growing up um that along with uh like ballads and other songs i don't know it's just a mix of a bunch of things in my head and i just get to like it's cool because in the creative process i'm like i can just mesh these things together Mm -hmm. it's the coolest Mm -hmm. thing ever coolest thing ever like the music really is what's inside my head i love that i love that i love the fact that like you're not just like sticking and you don't want to stick to like a certain genre, but it's more so what's in your soul. Like that you're, that's what you put into your music. And so like for us, we're uh-huh. like, Oh, we want to hear the lyrics. But like for you, it sounds like your soul is in the actual musicality of it. And then also the lyrics. But yeah. Like, go ahead. Um, I was, I had this talk with Sean, but I think I've been able to like, I guess do my own, investigation more and more because you know how it works we have like the music channel mm-hmm. with the hits mm-hmm. i've been listening to that um and it's i'm like okay this is how they make music because it's so different mm-hmm. my music the way i make the music isn't 
meant to be how it like how they make it for like radios and commercial mm-hmm. is yeah. very vocal centered. Yeah. So the the yeah. mo- like the the vocals will be in the very very front and make sure that's like overheard over the beat. And to me, I feel like that would be kind of disrespecting like the original idea and what I want focused mm-hmm. on it. So I I try to keep it balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the artist uh, Dominic Fike he uh he said that he's especially with his last album that he and and I related to it so much hearing this and like that makes so much sense as to why I do it like this like mm-hmm. he wants his voice to be you know part of the like sonically like meshed into everything else and that makes sense like it's something that's coherent with it mm-hmm. and that goes with it and it, he says but it like in some parts his lyrics aren't understandable but he does that on purpose like mm-hmm. it's more about the sound than what the lyrics are mm-hmm. and i get both sides and i also get yeah. what you mean by yeah. wanting to relate to it but i think before what the like the the words actually are the way that come out the the melody speak way more than what the lyrics actually are because yeah. i'm sure yeah. people will understand that mm-hmm way before than that yeah. than the lyrics it's yeah. it's funny you say that because after we did ha- and i've talked to you about this so many times and yeah. after you explained it to me like that then like i don't know something clicked and yeah. where i was like yeah. oh okay i can see it like yeah. i can hear i mean because you know every song starts off like the beat is fire yeah every time <laughs> thank and i'm just like yo like it starts and you just get into like you just get into a move like it's just like you feel it mm-hmm. um but then after you explained it, and it's like, okay, I, I can see where you're coming from and how you came and put this together. Yeah. Um, so that really did help. Yeah, I think it's also like the artists I listen to, there aren't like like huge. Well, there, there's a few, and then there's, you know, there's a mix of everything. But the artists, I really like their production style. It's a lot more do-it-yourself and a lot more like it's indie and it it really is like that and it to me it's cool because like i can see the same creative process in their head i'm like i don't know what you're saying bro but this is fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean you do have a playlist i want to say that you add to quite often of people that you listen to Lafunk. yeah yeah i that playlist is so there's a mix of stuff in there but i think if you go into songs that are less known you'll understand more mm-hmm. uh that whole sonic part um there's a few artists like cosmos demos like spencer um is that a playlist you share like yes it has like i think it has over 300 likes now but it's a public playlist on my spotify profile that you can go down in and it's my inspiration yeah. playlist really okay i'll um, make sure we um include that in, yeah, in the description yeah in the description below yeah there's there's like justin timberlake on there there's bruno mars there's uh early omar apollo um steve lacy there's like a whole bunch of artists and even like 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 funkadelic and like 80s stuff it's, it's cool okay that's cool my fans they like that playlist a lot i mean it's a i mean it's a banging playlist thank you say. thank you i try i try not to add too much to it because you know i don't want to overpopulate it yeah. <laughs> no. no i think you're doing i think you're doing what you're supposed to do for it i mean i think it connects connects your fans with Mm -hmm. like your inspiration like you said and it makes sense yeah Yeah. but there's also the cool part that even though those are like my main inspirations 
there's inspos that they won't see and that I won't recognize myself yeah. until much later. Is like, for example, I hear like an old song my mom used to play in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that melody or like the way he like went into this or like that chord change. That's from that song that I was always listening to as a kid. Yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. And it's so cool discovering that. Yeah. And like, I feel like as time goes on, I'll still be able to see that. And it's like discovering yourself. It's so it's so cool. It's so no, cool. I think that's it's really cool to even hear about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, just because you know we're hearing the music that you're putting out too. So then, mm-hmm. like seeing, you know, it would be great to see those influences come in. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. oh wow, like we can really kind of grab from that to see what made you such a unique artist, the unique artist yeah. that you are. People yeah. will always mention how I always have cowbell in it. I was gonna mention that. <laughs> you were gonna mention the I cowbell. Was. I love cowbell. The reason salsa music. Like I grew yeah. up with. Like yes. I love. Yeah. I love the percussion and Latin music, and I'm like, I try a lot to somehow include it, and now it's transcending into the way I'm playing guitar on songs, and it, it's just it's just really cool. It's really really cool because it really feels like the music is me. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to make music that sounds like someone else. Like I really want it to be, to be me, but. I don't, when you don't try, I guess because you, you, I feel like when you don't try to sound some, like someone else and you're creating straight like from the dome, mm-hmm. it really becomes you because yeah. you're just like, it's everything's just melting in there. It's really cool. So you mentioned the, the Latin music mm-hmm. um, and the influences. So your background, like where are we pulling from? My uh, dad is Puerto Rican and my mom is Colombian. And they met dancing salsa. I love that. So, I mean, they're divorced now, but <laughs> <laughs> it was an Elvis Crespo concert. Um, I'm pretty sure they met there and they were dancing salsa. And me growing up, like, it's heavily. My mom was just listening to salsa today, like full blast. But it was heavy salsa, a bunch of salsa CDs. Um, my dad would show me like. A couple Spanish rock like Juanes and stuff like that. And my mom's side was very heavy on the Spanish rock, especially when I would go to Colombia. Mm-hmm. It was like I was always using Sora Stereo, Los Enanitos Verdes, uh, Mana. And there was a bunch of CDs because my brother also liked them. Um, and my mom would play it like from time to time, not as much as also, but she would play it. And it was really cool hearing that. Um, and then on top of that, my brother, he listened to a lot of alternative rock. So it was a mix of a bunch yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, but the salsa was like, it's just continued. Always there. Yeah. Always, always there. And I, I still love listening to salsa, especially during Christmas time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a hitting. whole vibe. Like, um, so John's Puerto Rican. Everybody yeah. knows that. And he always says, like, during Christmas time, he's like, turn this American Christmas music off. <laughs> he's like, why is it so sad? Yeah. He's like, we supposed to be up. Yeah. We supposed to be jamming. We supposed to be partying. He's like, take this out. Yeah, no, that's Every why they're always like, we should go to Puerto Rico for Christmas. Like, it's always it's always like that. Like, over there, it's fun and cool. And over here, it's just like, like, it's cool, but it's like, you know, it's just, it's I don't know. Hype. Yeah. It's not yeah. as hype. It's not as hype. And the, oh my gosh, the food and the coquito. And I the, know. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
I need some coquito in my life this year. I like my yeah. Colombian side more, but Ooh. I won't lie. That Puerto Rican like side for the Christmas stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So your parents, you know, you're getting influence from the music that they listen to. Mm-hmm. Do your parents have also music backgrounds? backgrounds? Like, are you? did you learn anything from them growing up? My dad got me my first guitar in second grade. Well, okay, let me preface this with saying he played guitar, um, I think, yeah, a few years. Like, I was younger, and he started playing guitar and learning by himself, and my brother was already playing. He would play in, like, cover bands, oh. and um, that was cool. So I, I, when I was a kid, I grew up seeing him play. He played at my sister's wedding. Like, I got to see that. Um, but they played guitar, and I remember being in second grade. Like, to me, it was just like, that looks like a superpower. Like, I want to be able to, like, play. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I asked my dad, like, to me, this is so surprising. Uh, I just asked him, like, randomly one night, Dad, I think I want to learn the guitar. Like, can we get a guitar? And the same night, we just go to Guitar Center, and, like, this is beautiful, like, kids' acoustic guitar that oh, I still have. Um, and... It sounds really good for how tiny it is. Um, and yeah, he taught me like the cowboy chords. Sounds like most kids describing how they started guitar. He he showed me the cowboy chords. And I remember just being so young and like my fingers were small still. <laughs> so it was so frustrating because it hurt so much on my fingers. But so I would just play from time to time when I come back. But then I took like a gap for like three years and then when I came back, it was so much easier because, like, my fingers had grown. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, you know, they could handle more. And so it just became easier. So then I just started, like, going. And then mm-hmm. I think after that point, like, 10, like ten, I went into the church. They let me play guitar with them. Went into electric guitar, you know. So it just started going upwards from there. Um, but, yeah, I think high school is when I started going away from the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, one of the questions that – one of your fans acts was what instruments do you know? Fluently I know guitar and bass. Um and then the like there's others that I can like BS. Like there's like the drums, <laughs> there's like the piano I know a little bit. Um and you know, there's well there's other stuff like like you can add it and it doesn't take much like to mm-hmm. figure um, it out. I'm I'm learning to play the cuica which is an instrument in Brazilian music that sounds like a dog panting. Like, it's... I I would imitate the sound, but it would never come close. Oh, in English, it's called a monkey drum. So, like, I think it sounds like a dog panting, but it could also sound like a monkey, like, screeching. (laughs) Screeching. I don't think screeching is the word. What does it look like? It looks like... It looks like a little drum head. And like it's it's metal on the outside, but it has a stick in the middle, and it pokes out a little here. And you have to take a wet cloth, and you have to rub the stick. So that's what produces. And you have to hold the the center of the 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 head down, so it's against the, the animal skin. And then when you rub it, it makes that noise. But what's even cooler about it is that you can make different rhythms with it. If it's kind of like a trombone in the sense of playing, you know how you have to like, mm-hmm. you know, it it's it's so it's so cool and it's making different noises. I'm not that advanced with it though, but I know how to use it to 
add in flair. I don't know. It's just yeah. really cool. But there's a lot of instruments like that where I'll just like add in or, you know, I'll 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 somehow figure it out. Yeah. But guitar and bass is like, okay, I can do that. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the bass. Like I feel like Love bass, bass is it's it's in the background, but it mm-hmm. gives like the body of the music. Mm-hmm. So like when I hear songs that like the bass is like it's it's there. Yeah. Like one of the Beyonce songs, I'm just like, Oh my gosh! Like everybody's loving it because of her voice. Yeah. And I'm like, no, y'all are missing the fact that the bass in the background is just like He's going. He's like nice. hitting every note. So I, I really love bass. I always appreciate people who can play the bass. Like, My fans awesome. know I love like making bass lines. Yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah, I could just play the root notes. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would never like, I just, it's not in me. Like I want something like, you know, like rock your body. Pharrell, I don't know what he did producing that. <laughs> But that bass line is simple, mm-hmm. but it's funky bow, and it's so, it's so yes, good. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so good. It carries it that you. song, but it it's such such a good bass line. And there's yeah. so many songs like that. Mm-hmm. And like I think growing older, you become more conscious yes, you do. Yeah, of, of that stuff. And it's like this, like without this, this song is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's how if I you feel. Take it away, then it's just like oh, like it's just it's just there. It's airy. Yeah. It's very airy. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, something for me like about music because I grew up dancing. I tried instruments mm-hmm. and I prefer dancing. So for me, I've always felt like dancing was like the international language. Like you can understand how somebody feels. You can understand what the artist is trying to communicate, even if you don't understand their language. So like I've always loved music in that sense. Of, That's like, so cool. You can feel mm-hmm. the the understanding. Like it connects you with another human being. So like. I when like when you said your parents met dancing, I'm like that makes sense to me because I'm like there's there's just so much musicality in like salsa, merengue, and all yeah. of those. Like yeah. I've always loved dancing. I've always loved learning other cultures' dances because again, like there's so much emotion and love and passion and just all the emotions in there. So when I'm listening to other people's music, it always gets me in the sense of like, okay, I can see some of this cultural background. I can see some of this background and like seeing like hints of it in certain songs that you've like made mm. has been cool because like I've, i mm. saw the spanish guitar and like someone i'm like oh, yeah. I, I, I hear it i hear it, there. <laughs> I hear it there. yeah so i really love that you're you're really paying so much homage to your background but also like making it so you and presenting that fearlessly i think you mentioned the part about dancing and like i'd like to think dancing is the reason why i never struggled with rhythm like that yeah like yeah, rhythm just sense. you know it just made sense <laughs> yeah like when i started making music like oh yeah like this mm-hmm. is where i have to hit that note that's mm-hmm. this is where i have to yeah. hit this mm-hmm. like it makes sense and it also helped me with understanding drums because yes. I, I can't play drums but i can program like oh this hit has them. to go there this yeah. has to go there and it it makes sense like I don't know it's just so cool, and then like when you're in the pocket, mm-hmm. oh my god! I'm sure that's in dancing too. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, in yeah, dancing. Yeah, of course. Like nothing. I don't have to know the song, compares. but I would know where the song is going yeah. just because you yeah. have the rhythm and you have that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think like especially like when you're in a band, like you're playing live music and you're with uh, like other people, and you're all in the pocket and everybody understands the rhythm. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. It could be so simple, but it feels so good. Like, it mm-hmm. just feels right. Like, I absolutely love that. I love it, yeah. 
I guess it's kind of like dancing with somebody and they're matching your energy mm-hmm. and they understand the rhythm with yeah. you. That's how I think it, it, it feels. For sure. For sure. Like you just, you just have a connection, like a complete stranger, but somehow you all are on the same rhythm, the same beat. You, you can anticipate where they're going. They can anticipate where to take you. Yeah. Just fit in, like yes, like you know where they're about to go. Mm -hmm. You know they're about to raise up the intensity. You Mm -hmm. know where they're gonna drop Mm -hmm. it there. Like it just makes sense. That's one thing I've said. I'm a chronic overthinker, and like the one thing that I would love to do would be going, uh, dancing like on Fridays, and it would be like salsa merengue Mm night or whatever. And like for me, it's just turning off my brain because as the woman, like the man leads. So I know the song, or I don't know the song, but I know the beat well enough to know he's gonna lead. This is what he's gonna do. I know just a slight this of his hand or whatever. It's gonna mean turn. We're gonna go here. We're gonna go there. So it's just so beautiful to like turn my mind off, connect with another stranger, and just be like, we're in this moment, in this music, just enjoying life, just existing. Yes, because it's not like something you're studying. Like exactly. this is like this is like you're letting your brain like yeah like just, do its thing. Yeah, like it's just it's just, just great. Exist and just be okay, like, life is good in this exact moment. Like, we're enjoying the very basic essence of life, which is existing with other people in a very peaceful and fun way. I think that, like, goes with, like, so many different, like, aspects, like, making art. Like, it's mm-hmm. really, like, what do you think belongs? Where do you, what do you think this should go? Like, yeah. I think that's just so cool. Like, because really, it's just your brain. Like, you're not... No one's telling you to do that. That's all like what you've learned up to now. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. Yeah, I mean, I can relate to that too. I mean, I d- I'm not a dancer. I was gonna ask you that, like, like, because I'm I, I know you do graphic design. Yeah, so I, was yeah. Like, I mean, I I used to dance a lot too. Would you I'm dance? not a dancer, um, but I can dance. What would you dance to? I dance. I mean, we used to go salsa dancing. Um, we did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, you know. Back um, in the day. Yeah. College, that was, you know, we did a lot of fashion shows and fashion shows that I did not make, even though I could dance. And then when they found fashion out I could dance. Shows. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, cool. It's yeah. UMBC. What's the mm, body rolls? Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, I think I've seen some, some girl that I know. What? In like one of those. In like, the fashion show? I think. they. I mean, they happen... Yearly, or no, no, I was it, never right? involved in. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But I, I can, I can relate to that. I mean, especially like as a graphic artist, like when you're doing art, it's kind of like you know when you can make when you're creating something and you can't really make a mistake because it's just like you might think that you're doing something incorrectly, and mm-hmm. then you like kind of take well, me putting it like this, like I could zoom out and then see like, oh, that wasn't a mistake, like. That's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is how it's supposed to look. Like, I might not have known in the beginning, mm-hmm. but as it starts to go, then it's just kind of like, oh, I can see what I'm creating. I can feel what I'm creating um, and the energy that I'm putting into it. You know, it's like it's really showing on whether it's paper or mm-hmm. the computer or whatever. So I can definitely um, feel that. Um, yeah, no, that, make, yeah. that makes sense. Most definitely. Yeah. Because there's plenty of times I made like, some mistake in music production, like, hold up, wait a minute, run yeah. that back. Mm-hmm. Let me. Did I discover something? <laughs> Did I find something new? <laughs> right. Like it's um, it's an and it's an awesome feeling just to like experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I always encourage like creativity. I mean, I I teach art at a, a middle school. Yeah. Like I'm so big on like, dang, like you sound so mad today. Draw, 
<laughs> draw. Put it on the paper. I'm like, I don't care what you draw. I seen some dark stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what you feel right now. Like, and there's nothing wrong with it. It yeah. comes out mm-hmm. beautiful in the way that it should come out. Yeah. Um, so it's I can I can just you're putting your brain on paper. It's like yeah. you know. There's validity in the authenticity of like what you're producing. Like, yeah. It's valid. It's not for anybody to judge. Like it's what you're feeling, what you want, what you desire, just getting out of your head where yeah. it may be bothering you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that on the last episode where mm-hmm. it's just like different escapes from, I mean, whether it's reality, whether it's from, you know, you just need to enter like a better place yeah. for the moment. So, um, so speaking of like writing and things like that, you write songs as well. Yes. So how is that that process? Like mm-hmm. how does where does that come from for you to write something that you want to put out and that you don't want to put out? A lot of the time it has to be something on my mind. It sometimes it feels like Javi, you shouldn't talk about this or like this isn't the best thing you should talk about, like not the best topic. Or you've already done something like this before. But to me, like, I don't think I've ever let those thoughts ever dictate that. Like, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I'm going to put it, like, into words. Um, And what's cool about, like, making poems and, like, writing lyrics is that you can put, like, there's so many ways you can phrase something. And, And I love, I love being vague. I love saying what I need and want to say, but being vague about it. Um, enough so like, you, like you're you're saying it, but you don't want to give like the whole story. Like I'm not over here naming names and yeah, saying yeah. they did this, they did that. Yeah. But like you know, I'm you know I'm being like forward about it. Like mm-hmm. like this is how you made me feel, yeah. and you know, this is like how I what I think about it, and that's that's you know, yeah, that's how it should be. But it some some of them are like, some of them will be based on things that happened. And then others will be like, I guess, like fantasies, like, or like, hmm, what if this had happened with this person or yada, yada, yada? I'm like, how it would have went. And I just like create this like narrative in my head. Cause I also think I'm young enough where I have to do that at times. Cause I don't have all these stories and experience like under my belt yet. And I think as time goes on, I will. And my songwriting will be better. My lyrics will be better. Like, yeah. But I'm still, you know, developing. And I it's cool because it's another way I can be creative because I'm just making up a story in my head at times. Yeah. And it's really cool. One of the questions related to that was, what do you do if you have writer's block? Or do you even experience writer's block? Oh, I do all the time. All the time. Um, What I will do, because normally when I'm writing lyrics, it'll be the melody comes first. The melody before mm-hmm. everything. Um. And then I'll put words to it. I'm like, hmm, this melody sounds like it ends in this word mm-hmm. or ends in a word that has a suffix like this. And it'll be like that. And then I'll write that word down. I'll write other words that rhyme with that word. And then on top of that, I'll write words that I just want to write down that are like on my mind for no reason. It'll be like a bubble that's like branching out. And I do this, I do this sometimes. And other times it comes more naturally than that mm-hmm. um, where I can just go straight into it. But if I'm like the block is big, that's what I do. I just start writing and I go over the melody. I have it looped on like, I have it looped or I'll have it in the car. I'll just play it. A lot of times when I'm making those lyrics, the lyrics don't come to me first. Like the, the instruments, they all come naturally, mm-hmm. but I'll just export it to audio, put it on my phone and then 
I'll just go on a long drive. Even if I'm not going anywhere, if I'm not even doing anything, just go on a long, especially at night, like a drive. And then I start developing words and it's looping. And so I'm just developing words and then it clicks with it. And that feels so good. Cause that point where it all clicks together, like, okay, Javi, you need to go home now. Like you need, <laughs> before you forget, yeah. you need, so like, and there's times where you will forget. So I always make sure to, I have a friend that I always like, I use him as a notepad, like in the DMs. <laughs> So I'll just send him voice messages. And, but there's been moments where he'll tell me, bro, I just played that out loud in a speaker in a room full of people. And they're like, what are you listening to? I'm like, dude, no one told you to play the voice message. Like, even though I know I sent it to him. Yeah. You know what this was for. You know what put my thoughts down. And I think it's even more embarrassing when there's just like, you're mumbling and there's just random words in the middle. It's like, like, you, do you mean to put that that's you're just writing it as the words come. You're just yeah. Like, like he's, he understands. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure his friends aren't going to understand that in oh, a room. Oh, of course not. They're just like, okay. Yeah. This is just his friend. I know. It's kind of awkward. But like, I think I've gotten to the point where I'm less insecure about it. That's good. I mean, obviously, I'm not like going to do it in a room full of people. Like, I wouldn't do it in a room full of people. But like, if that's something like that happens, like, okay, okay. Like, yeah. I'm so not. The music comes before the lyrics for sure for you. I don't think I've ever had the idea of what the lyrics are going to be about before I've made the song. To me, it's always the instruments. Like, mm. to me, I'm so focused on like this chord progression, this bass line. This sounds fire. Yeah. These drums on this would sound amazing. Mm -hmm. Ooh, what if I add this here? What if I add that? Mm -hmm. And like, oh, okay, now it's time to make lyrics. Like, it's always been like that. Always been like that. That's different. I think. I think it it definitely varies like artist to artist. But yeah. like hearing like for you, it's definitely like the sound is there before the words are there. I guess it's being like because there's like, you know, there's songwriters, there's producers, and I'm I'm kind of both, but I started more with the production side. Mm -hmm. Um so it was just like, you know, to me it's just becoming a routine. You kinda learn how to get into that flow state and what you start with and how to go into things and for me that's what's worked. So yeah. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, at least from the conversations that we just had, mm -hmm. you know, it just, yeah. it sounds like that's what would come to you naturally yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah. very easily to do. And I'm not surprised about the car ride being the thing that would help you get over like writer's block. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I know for me, if for me personally, if I have some kind of creativity block, I mean, we talked about this at work. Like mm -hmm. my thing is I have to do something else creative. So if I'm trying to draw or if I'm trying to write, like, and it's just not coming, mm -hmm. I'll go to like, sew, and I'm like, let me sew something real quick. And then like me, like doing the sewing machine. Oh yeah, you did. Something would just like click in my head and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh snap. Like I can see the rest of it like, yeah. happening. So it's like, do I keep sewing or do I switch over? So I'll like, keep going, do a little bit more, do a little bit more. And then it's like, it's time. Like then I can switch over and start to draw or write or whatever creative thing do you I'm ever doing. get like in a phase where you just like don't want to do art like yeah i've i've had that with music i think the more support i've gotten though in love it makes me want to make more music but obviously there's gonna be times where i'm demotivated to do any yeah. of that but i love like i'm sure you have something that you look at or look up i love watching live performances like yeah. that gets me out of that so quick so i feel like there's writer's block but there's different kinds of blocks yeah mm -hmm. 
Like there will be like the block where you just don't even want to start it. Like you don't even want to do it. And it's like, I think that's like step one and then dealing with like writer's block because you want to do it, but you don't know what to do yet. Uh Sometimes, Sometimes I think it's a little bit, it's healthy though to where your like where your brain and your body is kind of telling mm-hmm. you like okay like I need you to go through a full reset kind of like you know you look at nature mm-hmm. you know you have your trees that have blossomed mm-hmm. beautifully mm-hmm. they're thriving during the summertime the spring and the summer and then the fall you know you kind of got to shed down mm-hmm. and then you take that break during the winter so and then you come back in the springtime even stronger and I think that is a part of the creative process the same way. I was telling okay. my friend about this a few hours ago, like he was texting me and I was like, dude, for me, like the more I see it, the more it's like the gym, like you want to go often, like yeah. you, and, but there's going to be days where your body's like, no, mm-hmm. like yeah. you need to rest. Like you, you need it. You need it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it just makes sense. And like, it's not going to happen in one day. You're not going to see huge biceps right. <laughs> from one day. Like you have to be in there. But obviously, there's going to be days where yeah. you need rest. It's balance and like, you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, and the, there's healthy ways to do it, unhealthy ways to of do course. it. You know, and then of as course. long as you have your, you know, you're doing. It sounds like you have a, a healthy way of doing it. You know, getting into the car, doing. Yeah, you know, I'm still watching learning. live performances. Like those are healthy ways. Versus, Love watching you know. live performances so much because then it's like, that's the ultimate goal. Like, yeah. you want like to be performing with. It doesn't have to be friends, but like, I want to have friends like playing live music with me, and to have a room of people that like what they're hearing and know the words and are feeling the vibe. Like yeah. to me, that's like, yeah. I like, I love doing that too. Even if I wasn't the one performing, like, mm-hmm. I get to be here and I get to experience this with like a whole bunch of people in the same room. Like it's so cool. Yeah, everybody's feeling that same emotion. Yeah, and yeah. you're like. Like you're everybody's there excited. for the same yeah. purpose because you all relate to this music in some kind of way. You enjoy the artists and what they produce in some kind of way. So it's just like you get to gather with people similar to you that are different. That part is also so unreal to me. Yeah, yeah. Because then, because of this show that's coming up, I'm like, people are like telling me they're coming and they're like, they like they can't wait to see me and whatnot. And to me, that's like so unreal. Like, you like my music that much? Like, <laughs> like because, you know, I guess it's like if it comes... Like, you made it. It's not the same as to... And this is a conversation I had with my, my sister-in-law the other day. She does photography. So, she's like, mm-hmm. it's an it's art talk. And I was telling her, this song, like, the artist will never understand how much this song they've made has impacted me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this song could have done so much for me. And to me, it was like, oh, that was just a filler. Like, that was just, like, a throwaway. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's such different perspective. So you ne- really never really know the impact you'll have. Like it's it's crazy. I feel like you probably don't know the impact you yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. I I still don't think I do. Like no, you definitely do. I mean, like I have talked to people. I mean, because I guess I'd be a fan a little bit. I'd be sharing <laughs> your music sometimes. I'd be like, yeah, I should check out my boy Javi. Like, <laughs> listen to this. And then like the people, like I've talked to people, and they're like, you know, like that gent was fire i'm like you do a little bit he dabbles he dabbles was that you that yeah, told me that one? like he dabbles a little bit um i mean but i think it definitely like your fan base like your instagram i'm sure your tiktok is wild like the people it's, it's not as big as it's like seventeen thousand, but it's not as you <laughs> sir have you seen like 
our, let me turn away. Our 152 followers on YouTube, Woo! faithful. Going up. Like, yeah. I mean, How like, many but, is that? Huh? How many? Man, you want me to say it again? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it didn't sound that bad. 152? That's not bad. Yeah, right. okay. you know, we, That's not bad. We're doing a little something, but... Um, <laughs> we be killing in these streets with our three likes. Right. Like, <laughs> killing it. Doing big things. <laughs> but, like, your fans, like, they... Like, we're looking at the questions that they ask. You know, some of them, like, really want to know. Yeah. You can see that they care about the music that you're putting out. Yeah. They yeah. want to know you. They yeah. want to know your process. Um, like, the engagement you give them on social media, like, it's at levels where I'm like, I see... You see artists that are doing that or that aren't doing that, mm-hmm. that you wish you would, like, wish would. Mm-hmm. And I think that how you're doing it, I mean, you're giving fans uh, not, what is the word that I want to, you know, like. Like building community? Yeah. That's, that's how I feel yeah. about that's it. How, that's exactly people, what it is. People desire connection. And I feel like that's what you build through not only, like, your music, but, mm-hmm. like, your engagement with the people that enjoy what you do. And so I think that is super key in not just building a fan base for the sake of having a fan base, but creating like like a community, like people want to connect mm. with other people. Like that's essentially what we are designed for. We're designed for connection. So when people can connect, whether they relate to the musicality or the lyrics, they can always find that, oh, I feel understood. And like, yeah, don't we yeah. all want to feel that way? You know? yeah. I feel like being tapped into that and kind of serving that community in that sense makes me understand more what I'm doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I'm like, oh, this is why you do this and mm-hmm. you know you need to keep doing it. Yeah. Right. So it, it doesn't feel like it keeps like, you passionate. Yeah. yeah. It keeps you passionate. It like I had I get to understand that there is not just passive listeners, Javi. There's yeah. people that actively enjoy your music and mm-hmm. relate to it. And it's it's I think it's really hard as an artist to understand that. Um that it could mean that much because like it if it you feel like if it doesn't feel that much it doesn't feel that way for you probably won't feel that way for the rest of you mm-hmm. but that's just so wrong yeah mm-hmm. no i mean i could i the way i see it is mm-hmm. you know when you see somebody like fully embracing themselves mm-hmm. and then the artwork that they're putting out is them yeah you know like people like to see that and they want to embody that they want that for themselves too you know like he's putting out music that is his heritage it's Mm -hmm. the things that he loves Mm -hmm. it's you know this is everything that makes up him like i might not have the same heritage as you Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it doesn't speak to me Mm -hmm. so i think that's just me personally that's how i think many of your fans yeah i think it's also the fact that like you can get kind of desensitized because of the fact like I remember posting when nobody cared at all, like what what my music was about, what it was like. There was no traction, there was no engagement, there was nobody who really cared about it. So it's like to me, it's like I've had to adopt a mindset, it's like Javi, you're gonna do this no matter what. Like I don't care if like you feel bad that there's no engagement and people aren't liking it or whatnot. Like you're gonna find a way, cause uh, like th- there's no way. Well, I mean, there is a way, but. Y- if you keep going and you really do like you do your homework, my friend says this to me. He says, do your homework when I'm like, mm-hmm. when it comes to anything, 
Like, it's not just school stuff. Like, do your homework. What makes a song good? What is it that you don't like about the song that you're making right now? Do your homework. And I'm like, that makes sense. If I can keep going and study what I'm doing and what's working and then continue to implement that or fix this or fix that, there's no way that I'm not going to, like, make progress. So that's really how I see it. But, yeah, I think that part kind of desensitizes you because you're have you have to have a tougher mindset where you care less about what the people have to yeah. say yeah i mean that that it kind of reminds me of when and this maybe this is just something that i think about but you know when you practice um you have to like be willing to accept failure mm-hmm. like you have to be willing to like i'm going to try something new and then it might not be what I want it to be. Yeah. But it's part of the process of you figuring out like, well, where should it be? Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's so difficult. And that's like, yeah, that, that was so hard for me, like starting. Cause there's so many, I think there was a lot of questions that were about it, advice for like starting musicians. Like you have to be so unforgiving with who you are. Like, you have to really put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Like saying, go listen to my song right now. And then like not embodying it, not showing. Because when I make those videos, like, yes, it can be annoying at times. But I've made songs where I like the songs enough. Yeah. Where I'm like, Javi, this is fire. I don't care like if you're not feeling it right now. Like I put the character into that song. Like I put like... I, I show that I enjoy that song. Like I enjoyed making that song because I did. I enjoyed yeah. making those songs. So to show it, because the, the songs will never just be enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to a concert and just connects with the music. Yeah. They connect with the artist. They're yeah. there for the artist. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's having to understand that. It's, it can be so hard to understand when you're the one doing it. So I'm not a creative, so I've been sitting in my corner listening to you guys. Um, And the only question I've really thought about is you talked about being in IT, but also being in music. How do those mesh? How do those worlds collide? I think I have to be on the computer a lot um, doing music production. It's a lot on doing research on the computer going through like forums and trying to I th- now I think about it like yeah that does it does seem really hand in hand kind of um it, it I in the way like code is where you're constantly having to fix stuff mm-hmm. and mess with different things mm-hmm. I think I see music production in the same way they're very different I will say like it it can't be compared in like a very like specific manner but like in a general broad like concept like mm-hmm makes sense to me in a way Mm -hmm. and you know i think when when i like the moments where i've really enjoyed coding it was like oh i like what i'm doing let me keep going and let me try to fix this like it's not perfected yet but let me keep going that's how i kind of view music production it's like i have a base here i have a foundation and i want to build this and i want to make it something really cool like i see it a lot like that so do you have an end goal in mind when you're thinking about your music the same way you would if you were building something, coding something? I think there's a lot of like, 
having an end goal. It's like there's so many different goals, you know what I mean? So like choosing like an end goal. I mean, there's, there's I just want to like tour. Like really that's the main thing. To me, it's not it's not having a load of money mm-hmm. because of music. It's being able to say, "Oh, I'm able to live comfortably because I get to tour and people like my music and I get to to do this thing I love like frequently." Like to me that's so cool. Like just just having that fan base and obviously this won't be forever. Like I'm not immortal. So I think but you know, growing up and knowing I think by the age like where I have to stop that I was able to do this and I was able to pursue that and not have the regret of like Javi, what if you had tried that? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think that's I think yeah, I think that's the end goal. Just knowing I gave it my all at the end and, like, not wondering, hmm, what if I had tried? What if I had, you know? They've said that before, like, uh, one of the things that they've asked people is, you know, what is something they could change? And a lot of people have a lot of what ifs. And so people would say, like, if I could redo anything in my life, it would be to remove the what ifs and just do. Mm -hmm. So I love that, like, just pursuing what you want and mm-hmm. your passions and the things that you enjoy so that when you get to whatever age, you're just like, I don't have regrets. I don't have yeah. what ifs because I did that. I yeah. tried. I, I put myself out there. I put my music out there and me personally, I always feel like music is a way to immortalize yourself mm-hmm. because there are artists that we listen to that have long gone, mm-hmm. but their music has so much impact. And then it comes back in like waves because you know, music again is just—it's just a part of life. Like, life always will have music, and as long as we have music, we'll have those influences of those from the past mm-hmm. and the present. So, I love, yeah. It's like a, a willing, and I've said this many times to my my close friends. It's a willingness to look stupid that will take you so far. It's it it like honestly, so many people are worried about mm-hmm. looking cringe. Mm-hmm. Looking like, what if people don't like this? What if, like, you know, you need to stop caring so much and just do it. You're going to fail. Like, trust me, you have to accept the fact that you're going to fail. But regardless in what it is you want to do, like, that's going to happen. Like, you have to understand that. And there's there's been artists that I look up to. People don't know about the songs they had to delete. No, Nobody knows about those first (laughs) songs. About Like, a lot of those labels make them delete it. But they were garbage. Like <laughs> they're garbage, and be like people don't know that. So a lot of people will be like comparing my music. And it's like, oh, this artist is better. Like his discography is better, and all this, and like in the comments like that. But like you know, I'm like, he's like he's like 20 years older than me with amazing producers. Like you know, way more experienced than me. You don't know about the old stuff he made. You don't know about that. Like right. you know, yeah. so it's a lot of putting down without the knowledge. Uh. In what they're saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always feel like it's it's a vulnerability thing too. Oh, for like sure. you have to be willing to be vulnerable. I mean, you're gonna go on stage in front of all these people yeah. and perform a song, you know, that you made about whatever you know that you know about. Um, and then these people are gonna try and like they're either gonna you're either gonna touch them or you're not. So it's yeah. like you have to be willing to bear your soul to do that. Yeah. I think it's it's heavy, but if the like your desire is like big enough, like to you, there's just a small obstacles. Yeah. 
Like those mean nothing to what, like what you want. Like, yeah. cause that stuff, that stuff won't like stop you. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I was thinking about when, I mean, so you're in my development program, and I remember when you were having this like crisis. Uh, Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the first one where you messaged me and you were like, Sean, like, I think I want to do music, and we walked around the parking oh lot. Oh my gosh! And I was like. Why this not? was before I made the decision too. This yeah. was like way before I made the decision. Yeah. And I was like, "Do you do guys it. know what year that was?" Because I think people asked, "When did you start or like jump into?" Well, music? well. Th- so his conversation was me taking music more seriously, right, mm-hmm. and putting that, putting aside school a little. Um, but when I started was my senior year of high school. I don't know. I think in high school it's so easy to care about what people think, but I don't know by senior year. I think I, I got really confident in myself and I just like ended up realizing like, I'm not going to see these people in 10 years. Listen. Like these people don't matter. <laughs> that part. And that's when I was like, dude, you can do this. Yeah. Like, cause I just remember looking at like, cause I was still watching live performances at that point and I still watch some of the same ones. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like mm-hmm. they get to do this and they get, you know, they, they can live off of this and they can do it with their friends. And it's like, th- there's people that love them. I'm like, this is w- what I want to do. And I have to start somehow. Yeah. And I didn't have a good laptop. It was just on my phone. But I was like, you know, there's other people that have done it. So I'm going to just try. Um, and really the first song I fully made on my phone was the first song that I came out with. And there's a lot of artists that don't release that will have songs, but they won't release like their six or seven song until they feel like they've progressed. Mm. Yeah. I just went head first into it. <laughs> like it, it really amazes me. And I, and I listen back to that song and like, it's, it was intentions. And I'm like, dude, you sucked. Like <laughs> there's so the many things that we liked, I, but I love that song really? so much. Yeah. I do. Before you came in, I was like, yeah, he was this really is my good. song. I was like, this one here. Yeah. I was like, it's just so, I don't know. It's just something about it that I just like, I think it's very raw. Like maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Like, I think th- there's just so many things I would change. I hmm. like, I have played it with my band and it's, oh, screw it. I'm a, well, this is going to come out after the show anyways. Right. Um, we play it in the set and it's so much better. My voice has gotten so much more confident, so much better. Like I don't struggle to hit those notes anymore. I don't, you know, it's so much more confidence and it it feels way better. So it's so easy to look back and it's like, ah, man, you could have just made it better. Like you could have just, you know, you just had to mess it up. But like, then I have to like, Javi, you were just starting out. This was your first thing ever. You, like I remember being so vulnerable, mm-hmm. having to singing on a track and then having all your friends and family listen to it right after. Oh goodness! Yeah, I wanted to like cover my face. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> it. Oh my gosh! I couldn't. Oh my imagine. gosh! I hated it. And then like I would go to parties and like kickbacks and I was like, oh, play Javi's song, and I'm like, please stop, please, <laughs> please don't. It'd be so <laughs> embarrassing. It's so embarrassing, but uh, you know, obviously, my voice has gotten better, and I've gotten more comfortable with it. And obviously, when you have like social proof, 
and you know you can show you have a fan base it doesn't look as stupid because when you're starting out that's when when you look extremely stupid like yeah, that's part of it i mean that's the thing though it's like it's just the willingness to look stupid it's yeah. like yeah. i like I think you have to get this it too. yeah like you get to, i know me personally like whenever i discover like a music artist i'm like okay let me go back to like where they started yeah. and then you kind of see how they progress and so it's it's very vulnerable of the yeah. artist to show like this is where we started this is how i started mm-hmm. like and i put that out there and i left it out there because i'm brave enough to say like this is how i started yeah. and this is how i continue to grow this is where i'm true to myself this is where i've grown yeah. and this is you know how we try to make some changes here yeah it is really cool like yeah. oh my gosh but that you know it it's it's going back and kind of like i have to like i have to look at myself and I have to like be a big brother to who I was and be like, I'm so glad you did that. Even though it wasn't the best, it wasn't your perfect, like a perfect take. It wasn't a perfect go. You tried. And that's really what mattered. And like right. you were able to progress and get past that phase. Cause that first step is probably the hardest step you will make. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Hardest. Yeah. On our little walk, you were, I, I was like, yo, this boy is freaking out. And I was like, it's cool. It's cool. Like, do do it. And I feel like it kind of threw you off because I was like, it did. It. I was like, ain't no way he's like encouraging me my with like, my weird it was like ideas. Caught the wrong one. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I think I don't want to do this. I think I think it's music. And I was like, all right, do it. Because I feel like, especially at work. Yeah. yeah I was like, because and he was, like he was my supervisor. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. Like, what on earth is he telling me? Yeah. Okay. Like I was expecting him to talk to me and like. You know, kick some sense into like my mind, but like that's no, not what like you. It there's times to do that, and then there's mm-hmm. time like, and I feel like that's kind of what makes a like a good like mentor, supervisor, yeah. like advocate. And it's like the way you spoke about it, I was like, oh no, like mm-hmm. this man, he knows. I think like, it takes a lot for me to get in that mode. I'm very like, in what mode? like panicking like in that sense yeah yeah. because i'm not really like that and it takes me a lot to like to be vulnerable with somebody with having to talk like that because i'm a lot of the time i have to like i don't want to say i'm masking but i have to act tough on myself and be like you know things don't feel right right now feels a little bit you're gonna do it like this is you know this is part of like growing up but in that in that moment it was like like it's just like I was just panicking. Like I was like, yeah, I feel like, what? I, like I it, told you, don't even. I was like, just come, come to my office. Like, yeah. I was like, I feel like I just stopped everything. I was yeah. Like, All right, let's talk. Like, I was like, you got it. Yeah, because it just felt in the moment. Was like, there's a difference between growing up and then, like, f- forcing yourself through something that mm-hmm. you don't even want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And and that was so hard for me because like. I had this mental plan since sixth grade. This is what I want to do. This is the route I want to go. Um, and this is how I want to do things. And I'm going to end up just like my dad. And I'm going to have like a good life and a family and all this. And that changed so much within the last year. So, so much. And it was like just big changes and big risks. But it's it's also, I had to hear it a lot. I, because it's so hard to understand musicians start out broke. Like (laughs) musicians, like they start with nothing, you know, but they accept it. Like you guys know, Daniel Caesar, right? Like Mm -hmm. 
his parents kicked him out. He was homeless, like, while he was making music. But he did it because he knew that's what he wanted to do. Like, he wanted to pursue that. And there was no, like, of course there could have been a safer option where, you know, he didn't do that. And then he would have just stayed with his parents. And, you know, life would have been way more comfortable. But he wouldn't be where he's at now if he didn't take those risks that need to be taken, yeah. right? And I'm sure even if things didn't work out, he he looked back and he's like, at least I tried, you know what I mean? At least I tried is the thing that's in my head all the time. Yeah. Like, you need to just go for it. But that talk was so, like, I just remember it because it was in the middle of, a, like, a midterm and I was studying for it. Yeah. And it was calculus. Yeah. And the professor was like, I could barely understand what he was saying. And everybody who was in that class was struggling. My classmates barely knew the answers to the practice questions. And... It was just panicking. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is right for me. I don't know. Like, you know, the only thing on my mind right now is music, 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 music. And things are going well for me on that side. And it, it wasn't as well as now, but it was yeah. It was like, you could see there was growth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if you focused on this? What if you, and, and to me, that was almost like a fantasy in my head. Like at the time, it was like, Javi, you're being delusional. Like, yeah. stop thinking that's even an option you know your parents wouldn't allow it you know it's not convenient for you you're in a prime position right now and other kids would kill for this which is what i heard and and, you know it was it was hard like i don't i think it was really hard trying to knock that idea out of my head really difficult Mm -hmm, but But you definitely helped like talking me through it because it's like you definitely believed in me and like believed that this is like like this is real like this could happen like there was no like doubts and i'm so thankful for that like it's it to me it's crazy because like it, it was talking like to me like i said i was talking to you and i was like thinking he's gonna kick some sense into me and kick me back into reality <laughs> and like Not you, that got, one. you got the wrong one <laughs> i was like let's go. let's go yeah, yeah like, the wrong one like Okay, like that's cool. And I think the second talk was really like, I think you knew by then. Oh, I, I was already, I already like, knew. Like you came, but like second talk, there was another walk. I was like, I already know. And you're like, I think I'm done. And I was like, all right. Yeah, it was a whole. It was a whole like. It was like, oh, I can do this. I like. I was. I was trying to push through it so much, so so much. I remember. Oh my gosh, trying to keep up with the marketing, with the music production, also doing school. Yeah, I remember. And I had work. I was up, like I was barely sleeping. Yeah, I remember. And like that I was I was giving it everything. Yeah. And there was just like a point where this like the school part was just like it was like happy. Finish the semester. Yeah. <laughs> and then finish finish the semester. Like I was supposed to do the summer class. Do you remember that? <laughs> and I was like Nah. <laughs> like, finish the semester. I was like, all right, like one foot at a time. Yeah. It's like let's just finish this out. Try your best, because you. I mean, like, Javi was very it was so big, hard. Like he's like, I'm not a quitter. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm like, do it then. And I was like, if you going, if you gonna try and balance both, then balance both. It's like stop telling me that. Like, oh, that's hard. I was like, just do it. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah. And it was like, finish it, and then continue what you want to do. And you did. Yeah. It was, oh my gosh, such a, such a difficult talk with every adult in my life. And it was like, to me, it was like, people are going to think I am delusional. Like, and and I I remember trying to keep it really quiet to all my classmates 
and people who weren't like close friends. Cause I'm like, they're not going to understand. They're going to think I'm like crazy for this. And it was, it was, it was so difficult. It was so, so difficult. And, but like, it's, it's so cool that now, like there's a fan base that makes me feel, um, like I, 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 you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not there yet, but they've shown so much love that it's like, you're making the right decision, Javi. It's just, it's so like, it feels good. It feels really good. And it's also a thing, like I can tell my parents, like, look, like, you know, this is what I'm getting. This is what's happening. And, you know, and I, I think the universe, like, you know, and, and God is like, it, every, things have happened where it feels as if the universe, like, wants me to do this, right? Yeah. Um, cause I remember a few weeks after I made that talk, I did that talk with you. Um, I think that same month, a video blew up, got like 130,000 likes on TikTok. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Hopper hit me up, my manager. Uh, well, now my manager. And you know, I left him on delivery for like a week. Like, I did not mm-hmm. think I would be working with him. It's also because I'm used to like bots and stuff or like people who are trying to like work, but like, you know, shady stuff. Um, but I read through his stuff finally, and he he was really like he was really passionate about music. And I'm like, he's from like he's from California. Like he does this. He's in, interning for this place. He's worked with these artists. He has these connections, and you know. And then I, I like I I was still at a point where like I don't think I'm gonna really work with him because I was I was just nervous. Like I'm a kid that doesn't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I feel like working with somebody and not knowing like i feel like there's a chance i was gonna get played like there's there's so many things um but then we went on a facetime call it lasted like three hours like we were just like it's crazy we were just talking and he was such a genuine guy like i have like met people and like i feel like this this they're giving me vibes i don't like right Mm -hmm. but he is so cool like like he feels like the homie like he's gonna stay in my place like in a few like a few weeks but it, it was so cool. And then he was talking to me and it, you could tell he was more passionate than anything about this. Oh, like it, it's the same as me. Like it's less about the money. It's more about the art and like what we can build from here and the big things we can do. You know what I mean? And so then it was like, he's, he slowly, and it was never, there was never really a conversation where it was like, Oh, you're my manager now, by the way. It was never, ever that. He was just so cool. He was like, Javi, if you ever need anything, you have any questions, just let me know and I'll be there. Like, And it was like that. And we just did that for like a month. And I had calls with certain people, meetings with certain people. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to know half of the terms they're going to mention. I don't know these music business terms. I don't know any of this. And I don't know what I'm supposed to say or how to build leverage or anything. Would you? Do you mind joining, right? Like, we don't got to, like, make this official or nothing. I just need some help. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem, bro. Like, whatever. I don't, like, I don't care if we don't work out, right? And we just kept doing that for a while. And he just, you know, he just ended up, you know, and that's the only, he was, when he contacted me when I was a very young point. So, he like, you could tell that he had faith in me. Like, I was at 12, 10, 12,000 monthly listeners. Like, it was, he was, like, at a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean this like okay compared to now that's like yeah, much yeah. smaller um and i was still starting off like this could have like what if that had only lasted like what if that little wave at that point was only like a one month two month thing but he had faith enough yeah. to be like i want to manage you i want to you know yeah. i want to make something out of this and to me it was like 
really cool and it just ended up being that thing but and like i said that happened a few weeks after i made the decision and there's other things that have happened he got me to do an opener in new york a few weeks later he got me you know i am able to do this baltimore show and um you know and i've met certain people and it's it's just all clicks like things work out obviously i'm not gonna say everything's perfect it's not it's it's not perfect but there's things that have worked out and click together that it's like it's definitely facilitated and it feels like i'm where i'm supposed to be right now universe is telling you yeah and it's like i have to i think i told my sister-in-law this the other day you have to be like i'm not gonna be passive about it i'm gonna work as if i want an overnight success at times you know like obviously not overworking myself, but you gotta be hungry for it. But yeah, let course. timing do its thing. Mm-hmm. Let time do its thing. But as long as you're putting the work in, you know, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Like it'll it'll come and you just have to like you have to be patient. I think I've learned a lot like about being patient or in many aspects, but definitely like music. Like good luck didn't come out it it came out in March mm-hmm. and it didn't it's still blowing up, but it didn't blow up till like two months after. Like, you know, it's just letting time do its thing. It will click in the right place. Things mm-hmm. will happen in the right place. And, you know, it's just having faith. Yeah. I think that's a good way to wrap. I think so, too. Yeah. I think you wrapped us up. You gotta have faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well. I was actually thinking about that when I said it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, Javi, we just want to say thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank I you mean, for listening to me. Yep. <laughs> I mean, no, that was, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it was, think, I was going to say, I think you did a good job answering a lot of the questions, even though we didn't ask them specifically. But I think we covered a lot, yeah. just not the personal stuff. So we'll have to do another, we'll have to do <laughs> another episode with the more, more details on you as a person outside of gotcha. the music. I think I, I I could sense what questions would come and you know. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much. Thank um you. thank you for having me. Anytime. So remember to like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Go follow Javi. Yeah. Yes. Um his link is below. Our link is below. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, all that, all that, all that. Um so till next time guys. Bye. Bye. Love y'all.